barbershop metallurgy or joy chin. Oh god, I can't never say that fucking word. Um, football and bullshit. We back with another one. We got the green light from Birdman Winfield from goddamn Odell Diddy that we will be released eventually from our 360 goddamn contract. You know, uh, you know, we didn't read our terms like new edition, but you know, eventually we'll be released, man. Um, I'm here with my man P. You know, we're just going to get into our weekly football bullshit. Man, how you feeling today? Yeah, I'm good, brother. You know, I uh, I deserted my own baby shower to be here. That's how much I love you. <laughs> so, so, you know, we just uh, – we here. Football and bullshit. I'm ready to go. So, um, probably one of the biggest things that – no, let's talk – we said Mike Tannenbaum, right? Yeah, we're going to start out with, with Mike T. My, I, I I hate ESPN now because it's less about information and more about hot takes. And the more I've known, it, it has become glaring, especially during the pandemic, right? And Mike Tannenbaum, who's been fired twice, twice for just being a piss poor GM, had the nerve to come on, uh, get up, I don't know what day was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday to say they would the Browns should not behoove themselves to extend Baker Mayfield. I thought that was the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. The Browns have been through 45 quarterbacks since I've been in elementary school. And here I am at 35 years old, and he finally get a nigga to take him to the fucking playoffs for the first time in my life. And hey, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you finally get motherfucker to take it to the playoffs for the first time in my life. <laughs> want to get rid of my team? I get rid of motherfucker. He's like, ah, oh, you guys get another one. Uh, you know, how like, bad can it get? Fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? That, that's the dumbest shit I heard, man. That's literally the dumbest shit I heard, man. And uh, do you have you had the rundown of, of who uh, he had? Yeah, uh, talking about his rankings of the AFC, yes, quarter, uh, yes. the AFC quarterback. Please, please run through that list for me. All right, so my man Mike T. Here is his. He only did, I believe, he only did like eight of them. I okay. think he only did like eight. So his ranking of AFC quarterbacks goes as follows: mm-hmm. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Okay, that, I, um, I respect that. I think we're right there. Uh, number two is controversial for me, but not for many other niggas. Number two is Josh Allen. Uh, number three is Ryan Tannehill. Number four is Justin Herbert. Number five is Lamar Jackson. Number six is Joe Burrow. Number seven is Carson Wentz. Number eight, he has Baker Mayfield. And, and so here's the, here's the grossly other thing. Big Ben ain't even in that motherfucker. Big, Big ben, ben is missing. Big Ben is Nat- fucking nasty Derek boy Carr. Deshaun Watson is nasty missing. Nasty boy Watson missing. Derek Carr is missing. Uh, who else? Who else? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Um, Tua. If you got Burrow, you can at least put Tua in there. To be fair, I mean the um, comparison for them is it, it stops at rookie quarterback. That's where they. Uh, 
Joe Burrow is going to be rookie of the year if he ain't get injured. Joe Burrow was doing the shit that Justin Herbert got applauded for at the end of the season. He was doing that shit in the first couple games. And Joe Burrow had them had Cincinnati within touchdowns of winning games and turning it turning the franchise around. So I I don't know if I'm gonna put him next to Tua. Uh but Joe Burrow was that guy. He was on his way to so, for him. Okay. So all right, so let's go back. So we got Mahomes number one, right? Yep. So that's numbers? where the that's where the list being correct stops. Okay. All right. So all right. Two Josh Allen. Yeah. I number to me, Nasty Boy Watson is number two. But to be fair, nobody knows where the fuck he's gonna go. Nobody knows what's gonna happen with him. I'm gonna shock you. Okay. Number one is Mahomes. Actually, this ain't really shocking, but I'm a, I, it is shocking because I like Deshaun Watson's game probably as much as the next quarterback in the league. Uh-huh. If you don't have Lamar Jackson number two, I don't really understand what we're looking I think, at. I think, I think, so my thing with Lamar is, and, and you know, I fuck with Lamar. My thing with Lamar is Lamar, Deshaun has been to fuck more than Lamar. Even though Lamar, in his three years, he's been to playoffs each and every year. He's gotten better each and every year from a winning standpoint, right? Um, from a, a, a from a, for just from an all-around game, he's gotten better each year. I personally think Lamar's number three based on the record, based that. on the resume. I now, can take that. Number four to me should be between Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill, to be fair. You let them fight for four and five. If you want to put Baker Mayfield at six, I get it, because Baker has to do it again. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh Why does Baker have to do it again, but Josh Allen only had to do it one time? Josh Allen went to the playoffs twice. Why does Baker have – but Josh Allen went to the playoffs twice. One of them years, he wasn't even a fact. He – I get it, but he – and listen, I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan, all right? But the, the Josh Allen first year when Watson pulled off the fucking miracle, he was a bum, but they almost could have won that fucking game. No matter how much he was a bum. He was. He, no matter the how much first he was, two years. But the second year, he got into the playoffs. You got like at the end of the day when you when you get to that 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 that, that distinguishes you from the bad bitches. The bad bitches will win a playoff game, okay? They will give you the numbers and win the fucking playoffs game. But with my man Josh Allen, he got it. He was a liability. He went to the second. He got. He went to the third year. He beat the Colts. Almost could have lost that game too. But at the end of the day, he won it. He got to the playoffs. If you get to the playoffs, that's a that's a that's a notch on your belt. To be fair, I don't think so. The way the team, Josh Allen got to the playoffs the same way Tebow's Broncos got to the playoffs. Tebow never went back twice. Listen, Tebow didn't get the chance to play the second year. But but Josh Allen's going to go back again. Buffalo's going to go back again. They're going to go back for a third year run. I don't know how far they're going to go, but they're going to go back. Eh. Eh. I'm not a Josh Allen fan. I'll just put it there. Uh, at, at my number three, at my number three, 
what, what did we say? We said uh, Lamar Jackson. is between Lamar Jackson and Sean Watson for me, number three. Number four for me is going to be Baker Mayfield. Number five is going fair. to be Justin Herbert. Why? No, hold on. Hold the fuck on. Hold the fuck on. Why is Justin Herbert on five? The same reason that I'm going to put Joe Burrow number six. Young why, guys why, that why, came out and showed you they, they, they can ball. They can ball, but they haven't won. Okay, but we're, we're talking about actual talent and skill. Josh Allen's teams were winning, and he was playing fucking terribly. Josh, so I'm not looking at the record. I'm not looking Josh at the Allen. team. Why am I I'm defending? not looking. Why, God damn. Not. Why am I <laughs> Bro, I feel, I feel you about that case, but Josh Allen got his team in position to go to the playoffs. Josh Allen was on a team that was in position to go to the playoffs. It's not the other way around. Josh Allen, you have to do, you have to do enough to tip the damn water into the bucket. He he took them in the fucking. Okay, so here's here's my test. Here's my test. You take Josh Allen off that team. You put Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield on those teams. There's a chance the Bills make the playoff. There, there's a chance the Bills make the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. Okay, let's let, okay, let, let's do this because we're both partial to Cam. We're both partial to Cam. And yes. let's go back to that game with the Patriots versus the Bills. Mm-hmm. I think we all can say Cam lost that game for yes, the Patriots. Cam lost right? that game. Yes, absolutely. Up until that point, Cam was playing as well, if not better, than Josh Allen in that he game, was. correct? He was. Cam Newton's not on this list. Cam Newton. So, okay, I'm going to tell you why Cam Newton's not on this list. All right? And, and, and you know I love Cam Newton. But the problem with Cam Newton is, regardless of what happened, Cam Newton has not put together a complete season in three years. So you cannot put him on. You have to put him towards the end. No matter how much you want to put, you, you feel like Cam should be on the list based off his career. But if you're looking on the last three years, Cam should be towards the bottom. It's only fair. In the AFC, it's Perfect. only fair. I'm glad you said that because uh-huh. year three, Josh Allen took a significant leap towards being good. Yes. It was so bad the first two years that he didn't have nowhere else to go. But uh, So I am to believe that he is now – right behind Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback signal caller because he only has one year of evidence showing me that he can be the man? When the other two years, he has more bad history than good history in his career. But so, but, but, but my thing with Justin Herbert is, so we're assuming Justin Herbert is number five, right? If that's the case, why not take Justin Herbert off of Big Ben? The Big Ben... As much of a live bill he was, he made to the fuck twelve last year. And the Steelers backslid, and Big Ben was the reason for the backslide. So I think Big, Big ben, Ben's not here because he's getting knocked for. Big Ben was the reason, but for every time Big Ben shot himself in the foot, he didn't shoot the other foot. He didn't shoot both feet. He was able to walk <laughs> with one foot. So he would he would dig them in the hole, but dig himself out the hole. So if, 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 if we're going, if we're trying to be completely fair, Justin Herbert should not be a top five in the AFC because he's not, he can ball, but he can't fucking win. Well, I want to be fair to everybody except Josh Allen. So I, that's where I'm at. Okay, 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 uh, uh, okay, all right. 
I get it. I get it. I understand. I think what we need to do is, I think we, what, what, let me ask you this, I, and, and I hate to defend Josh Allen. I, I really do. What is realistic for Josh Allen? Not to earn your respect, what is realistic? In my opinion, what's realistic for Josh Allen is he got to keep the same production up. He can't backslide. No, even if he does backslide, so they're going to make excuses for him. But he's got to go back to plus. He got to win a playoff game. I, I don't care about none of that because you got Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP, and he does it with his leg and his arm, but niggas like, oh, he's just a running quarterback. He can't throw. That's what the so, fuck Josh Allen was the first two years, but we don't talk about him like we talk about Lamar but, Jackson. But okay, okay. So, but the, the, the Lamar Jackson knocks is is stupidity with football and it's racism. And also it's the organization not doing a good job of surrounding Lamar Jackson with talent and the wide receiver position. They have not been aggressive in going out and getting Lamar Jackson somebody that can just catch any fucking ball. That's, that's like that's like a big Ben. When Big Ben was, he looked kind of shaky. I hit throwing a goddamn ball. AB stepped the fuck up. He could catch any fucking thing. Right? Just some wide receiver. Like that. Matt Ryan is a liability to me. But Julio Jones will, cut, will catch a lot of those fucking bad balls. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, he always had somebody to catch a bad ball, no matter how fucking shaky it would look. Cam Newton. Never had he had one good wide receiver that was Steve Smith. Everybody else, you better make sure you stick that motherfucker there. Everybody can't be fucking Tom Brady, in my opinion, or Aaron Rodgers, or, or, or the elite of the elites. You feel me? Even though the ones they think right. the elites of the least, they're not those guys. Those, those are guys on a different fucking island. But that's the thing with Lamar. Lamar needs the talent to be given to him to say, "Yo, I bet." To make everything fit. I don't know. Would you say Lamar Jackson has had talent in these first three years? No. So how the fuck is his numbers better than Josh Allen? Josh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. So his first year, he had more fucking rushing touchdowns. He, I mean, he had more fucking yards than pass yards. He had an MVP season when he just exploded, right? But when it came down to the playoff game, when I need somebody to step the fuck up, nobody to step the fuck up. Because the thing with Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson is so dynamic, right? He's so dynamic, he just knows how to win a fucking game. So it's so – think, think about it. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you something. Remember when everybody thought the Ravens was going to make the playoff last year after Lamar caught mm-hmm. COVID, right? I think the Ravens were like 6-5 and five or something like that. And they didn't yep. win like four straight. Lamar didn't have the best numbers. He had maybe a couple 200-yard games, a couple 80-yard rushing games. He just won the fucking game. He just knows how to win a game. It's not going to be pretty. You know what I mean? And then even when he got to the Titans, it wasn't like he was fucking diamond niggas up because he didn't have the the best talent around him. He doesn't have the best scheme for him either. It's, just, it's the same shit they used to run with Kaepernick. It's really the right. same shit. Read... Hand that bitch off, scram a little bit. If the motherfucker open, hit him. It's, there's, there's no scheme to, 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 to fucking either confuse the defense or, or expose something in the defense with that. It's just Lamar figure it the fuck out. Remember when he I'm glad I'm glad you brought when Lamar that comparison had to take a up. shit and came back and threw a game with a touchdown. That whole play yeah. was just Lamar figure it the fuck out. It wasn't sit back there, find that motherfucker. No, motherfuckers was just running, this was flag fucking football. And that's less about what Lamar can do because we see Lamar run a complex offense in college. It's more so about his organization failure to give him talent and a stupid offensive coordinator. Right. And I'm not going to knock Lamar for the, the weapons around him. 
Same way I'm not going to boost Josh Allen for the weapons around him. Josh Allen has okay. a sturdy defense. That's Josh fair. Allen was given Josh Allen was given Stefan Diggs. Josh Allen was given Cole Beasley for whatever how we feel about Cole Beasley. That's fair. He did his thing in Dallas and he did his thing in in but you know why Josh Allen got those things? They saw what happened. That whole organization in Buffalo is, is former Panthers. So they saw what the fuck they didn't do with Cam Newton. They said, you know, I'm going to do the opposite of that. That's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. That's, I mean, that that's exactly just doing the opposite of what they were supposed to do for Cam Newton. Hey, listen. I hear you. And... Um... Whatever, however we feel about Lamar Jackson, it's how we need to feel about Josh Allen. If I'm being 100% honest, if Lamar Jackson is a running-ass nigga, then Josh Allen is a running-ass nigga. I think That's Lamar just where Jackson I'm at is a better quarterback than Josh Allen because Lamar Jackson, the thing about quarterback is you have to figure out how to win. And I think Lamar will always will continue to get better as a passer in the NFL if they go and do their job as an organization and as a coaching staff. Lamar Jackson is just going to be the same guy this year, in my opinion. He's going to be a touch better with the ball, but he's still going to run around, make plays, stuff like that. It's going to look the same, and the narrative's not going to change with him until they change something. If you want Lamar Jackson to get back to his MVP season, then you have to go and give him an MVP-type weapon. You can't win the bitch on your own. In my opinion. No, I think that's true. I just I'm not going to knock him for his teams and his organization's lack of giving him the proper tools. I'm going to evaluate him purely based on what he does. And he is more responsible for the Ravens success than Josh Allen is responsible for the Bills success. Josh I, Allen just happens I, to be on a better team. I disagree. Well, I, I, I believe Lamar is 1,000% responsible for everything going on in Baltimore right now. But I think Josh Allen deserves a chunk of credit for what's going on in Buffalo. Buffalo but, was but, but getting be good fair, before he be, was good. But to be fair, so we don't stay on this all them day, <laughs> Josh Allen has got to prove, has got to take it up a notch this season. To be fair, yeah, he got a lot to prove to me. He he can't have no backslide at all. None. All right, so we're gonna move forward. Um, top ten coaches. Top hmm. ten coaches. So you got you got the list. I got the list. All right, so we all number one saving, right? I think we all agree on that. Nick Saban. We all one. agree. Dabo Sweeney is number two. We in agreement there. No disagreement. Okay. okay. Let me go pull the list up myself. I got the list right here. Let okay. Me know who is ready. number three? Number three is Kirby Smart in Georgia. That he Kirby Smart is a fucking fraud. Well, let's let's say let's tell him number four so we can give him we can have some context. <laughs> but let's go. Let's, let's why go down the list and then let's go down and listen and reshuff. But, so right, Lincoln so Riley three, number four, right? Yeah, Lincoln Riley number four. All right, Dan, Dan Mullen number five. Yep. Pat Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Matt Campbell, Kyle Whittingham, uh, the the new nigga uh Lance Leopi from Kansas, and Mac Brown's number 10. Four through ten. I have three through ten. I have big issues. 
I have very, very big issues with three through 10. Kirby Smart yeah. is Mark Rich, but younger. He's the same nigga. Mark Rich used to recruit at a high fucking level. He used to put motherfuckers in. If Mark Rich has probably put more guys in the league than Kirby, in my opinion. Mark Rich has put a lot of guys in the league. Mark Rich has recruited high. They've gotten to SEC championship games. I think maybe one-on-one, one apiece. They've lost a bunch of SEC championship games that they're saving. You know, uh, I think Mark may won. Mark won his BCS game. Kirby won his BCS game. Kirby lost to Natty on a flute. You know, Kirby and uh, Mark may have been able to identify quarterback uh, more consistently than Kirby. Uh, I think Kirby has had a better defense than Mark throughout his time. Both of them had running games. Both of them had wide receivers. But at the end of the day, Kirby Smart is just the same nigga as Mark Rich. But that does not make you the number three coach in college football. Number three should be Lincoln Rock. Hands down. I agree. I, I, I don't know if you actually completed this task. When I've seen this list, I always like to, you know, use my own evaluations and, uh, and make my list. So I made a list here. Lincoln Riley's number three on my list. I yes. just look at, you know, consistency. First, it, for me, the marker is how high do your teams go? How consistently high do your teams go year after mm-hmm. year after year? Lincoln been there every single year since he's been the guy. How many times I made it plus? I think Lincoln made, made the playoffs uh, three times. Because with Kyler, four times. He, uh, he was he was there with Baker, right? Baker, he went he went twice with Baker. He went once with Kyler. He went once with Hurts. He went to plus four times. And this is gonna be the sixth year. So that that that's alone. Yes, that alone. So yeah. that's impressive. And, and and those are Heisman, Heisman winners that he's responsible yes. for for and and he got another one with Spencer Rattler. Hopefully this season goes the way it goes. And they're play- so Lincoln Riley's number three, right? Yes. Lincoln yes. Riley's clearly number three. Uh that doesn't mean Kirby Smart's number four. No, <laughs> Kirby Smart's not number four. Um, no. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I looked at this list. Let me count them up here. I got one, two, three, four, five. I'll be honest. Everything after Lincoln Riley, those six guys are not even on my list in the top ten. So, so I don't have Dan Mullen, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, Matt Campbell, Kyle Whittingham, Lance Lee, or Matt Brown. No, no, no. Dan, Dan Mullen is not five. Dan must be in the top ten. I let me tell you. Let me let me run through my let me run my okay. top ten down three, and then okay. and then we'll go from there. All right. So okay. number one, obviously, I got Saban. Mm-hmm. Number two, I got Dabo. Mm-hmm. That hurts my heart, but I gotta be real. Dabo Clemson's number two. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley's number three. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly from Notre Dame is number four. That's fair. That's fair. Brian, Brian Kelly's, Kelly's done number his damn four. thing. All right, I got Jimbo Fisher number five. 
Okay, keep going. We'll come back to that. <laughs> come All back right. To that. Check it. I got Coach O and Orgeron at number six. I got to come back to that. All right. This one's going to throw niggas off because they're not FBS. They're FCS. But they're so consistently strong. And we're talking about best college coaches. And we're talking about mm-hmm. talent and what they put in the league. I got the combination of Chris Kleiman and Matt Ince. Chris Kleiman was no, uh, North Dakota State coach for a mm-hmm. very long time. The last two seasons, Matt Ince has been the coach. I got them at number seven. All right. Okay. Number eight, I got James Franklin, Penn State. I'll come back to that. Number nine, I got Ryan Day, Ohio State. I don't got a problem with that. Number 10, I got Kirby Smart. All right. All right. Who was number five again? Number five was Jimbo. Okay. All right. My issue with Jim. No, I think Jimbo should be top five. I think Jimbo should be top five because Jimbo. I'm giving him credit for Florida State. I'm not doing the recent. He does. Jimbo stuff don't where... have no losing season. Jimbo does not have. To, I don't think Jimbo has ever had a losing season. But Jimbo has got the fuck out the car. Jimbo has gotten the fuck out of Dodge. Jim, Jimbo doesn't know how to weather the storm. Oh, yeah, you got to be hot. You know what I mean? I mean the doing, top five coach, you got to be able to weather the storm. When shit get dark. Dabo, save it, they weather the fucking storm. Blake and Riley, he figures it out. Brian Kelly figures it out. He knows how to weather the storm. Dabo, when the shit got a little too hard, he left. And I and, and, and hey, I don't get a problem with you. I don't got a problem with you leaving. But you know, I don't like how you left Florida State. He got the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. You know. So I, I that's my kind of thing about Jimbo. Jimbo. Now, number six, Coach Coach O. o. Coach O. Okay. How the fuck is Coach O in over Dan Mokes? Uh Coach O got a natty within the last 24 months. Coach O, okay, Coach O has a natty from by far the greatest team I've ever, one of the greatest teams I've ever seen in college football. The LSU team is by far one of the greatest team on teams I've ever seen in college football, offensive. Right? Yeah. That's one. They went five and five last season. So that was, that was down. They went five and five was, last that season. That was down. You only beat Saban once. Right? Dan Mullins has been consistent with Mississippi State, and he's been the most consistent coach at Florida since Urban. But what have they got there in Florida as of yet? They haven't made no playoff with Florida yet. They haven't made the playoffs. Florida, Florida is still – Florida is not Florida, but Florida is getting back to Florida. Dan Mullins got, got him to the SEC Championship. And he's and he's brought them stability. He's brought them stability. He's brought okay. stability. In all fairness to Dan Mullen, I did my top ten, and I did like my first four out. And my first four, Dan Mullen is number eleven. Dan Mullen's number eleven. So in all fairness to him, he's number eleven. I and then like I got Dan Pat- Mullen a better smart, a better coach than Kirby. The Kirby. results, the results aren't saying that though. The results 
I feel where you're coming from. He had to do more with the less of Florida to get Florida consistent. And that job was harder than what Kirby had to do with Georgia. I feel you. I feel you. He had a stop cap. He had a stop to the ceiling cabinet when he got to fucking Florida. I mean, Georgia. Stop to the ceiling. Yeah, Kirby didn't have a lot of work to do when he got to Georgia. He didn't have a lot of work to do. Dan had a lot of work. on the hot seat, my nigga. Kirby is on the Kirby. Kirby is on the hot seat with Georgia fans. He, I think, it's, you know what? It's, a it's not because it, it is, and, and it's because he was supposed to be the one to come in and beat and beat Saban, and also because you fucked around and fucked Justin Fields off. You did. That was your choice to 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 do what you did to Justin Fields, and they ain't had no quarterback since they've had Justin Fields on the team. And mark my fucking words, Kirby Smart loses to fucking Dabo it is going to be rumblings up in Georgia. It's going to get very spooky up in Georgia. Very spooky. Also, mm-hmm. also, okay, I feel like uh, Pat Fitzgerald needs to be in this list because Pat Fitzgerald knows how to win. He, he just figures North, out what he's hey, doing. what he's doing at Northwestern with the, the academic requirements you have to, to fulfill to get to Northwestern, trust me, I know, because I'm going through the recruiting process with them right now. Yes. He deserves a lot of credit. That's why, and, and, and again, I did my first four out. I got Dan Mullen, Pat Fitzgerald, David Shaw. I think so David he, Shaw, David Shaw, yes. Yeah, and, and then I got Mac Brown, like my number fourteen. You know what? Now, you know what? Let me say. Let me tell you this about Mac Brown. So, so uh, amongst Tiger, I, I stay in North Carolina. Amongst Tiger fans, and I've been warning Tiger fans because I hear, I hear, this, I've been hearing this a lot for the last. This is the third year I've been hearing this. They telling me Mac Brown is on Clemson heels. I do not believe that at all because nobody does. <laughs> no, I don't, no, nobody outside of air, only people inside North Carolina believe that shit, right? Um, Mac Brown, while he has turned UNC around, Mac Brown claimed the fame has been almost beating Clemson. That's it. That's just nothing else. He has not beaten Notre Dame. We had opportunity to. He lost to Florida State. He's lost. A, he's had a lot of bad L's. Now, granted, he's getting the players in there. He's recruiting at a, a little much higher level than that's been accustomed at Chapel Hill. But I really think that Mac Brown is a is a tad bit overrated, and I think UNC fans are going to be highly disappointed with Mac Brown. They're going to be happy because they're going to be up winning more than what they're accustomed to, but they're not going to be like where they think they are. I hear you, and you know why? I think they're going to the playoffs. You know why, fans? You know why you can feel that Matt Brown is overrated? Because his players are performing above the level that they were recruited at. So he's not getting the blue chip. He's getting credit for players that are doing more than what they've been recruited at. He'll get credit for that because, obviously, you get him in the door. You got to coach him up. You got to coach him to their ability. But they're they're trending at a higher level than what we actually view them as. Like UNC is good, and Matt Brown's getting credit for for having Sam Howell come in as a freshman and fucking ball out. 
And that's why we got the elevated Mac Brown. But I think on, on a scale of comparing him to Clemson, it's like, come on now. Like, he, he had a class that came in and, and elevated it. But if you look throughout the rest of the roster, you, we, we're not in the, the thing, territory. And, and listen, I'm a Clemson fan, but I'm a provoked Clemson fan. When you provoke me, I will flex my muscle. But for the most part, I'm going to give you my honest opinion about Clemson. This is the year right here. A lot of people say this is the year you get Clemson. This is not the year you get Clemson. No. no Next year is no. the year. No, this is not the year because what I know for a fact and what I've seen from a fact, Dabo Sweeney is, has been quiet than normal. And that is not a good fucking thing. Dabo Sweeney has shut the fuck up. From the time he said that shit about Ohio State to now, he has been zipping his fucking lip. Dabo Sweeney has been putting his fucking head down and been getting the fucking work. This time last year, Dabo Sweeney has been popping that hot shit all last year. You haven't heard a fucking peep out of Dabo Sweeney. Am I lying? He in the studio, the lights is low. You know, no visitors. Yes, Dabo Sweeney is pissed the fuck off. And it's going to, I think he's locked the fuck in on Georgia. He is, he, from, from what I've heard from inside sources, he has Georgia circled. He wants a fade with Georgia because he needs to set an example to let people that's know. That's out the gate, the right? Fuck we that's yes, out the that's gate. At the gate in fucking Charlotte. <laughs> at Panthers fucking stadium. Eight o'clock, first week. First week of college football. It is going to be a fucking slug fix in Charlotte. I'm trying to get tickets. Tickets are tickets are going for two racks right now. But I, if I'm if I'm Mac Brown, the only thing that will derail Clemson, in my opinion, is if the quarterback gets hurt. And even if the court, yeah, that that's going to be the thing that fuck Clemson. If the quarterback gets hurt, but if the quarterback stays healthy. Everything else that I'm, I'm telling you, because the defense is going to be a fucking problem this year. They're going to be a fucking problem. It, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to look a lot like 2018, when they're just going to be shitting niggas out and getting niggas the fuck off the field. But I'm, I'm going to save that energy for when I run across my man Jamario Brown because we, we, we're going to have that podcast where we just have to go at it. But. I think, in my opinion, for you to be a top 10 coach, you got to do a couple of things. Um, you got to, even if you don't make it to the playoffs, you have got to be consistent. You got to be able to weather the storm when adversity hits. So when injuries hit, transfers hit, you got to win games you're not supposed to win. And you have to do it consistently. And you got to be able to recruit. I think those things put you in the top five conversation. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't understand how we have an Iowa State, a Utah, and a Kansas. I was. So my man from Utah, he's consistent. He's like I don't remember the last time Utah had a bad year. Utah's but who is, he, who is he beating though? He he's beat. I don't really pay attention to the pack. Like that. That's what I'm saying. There's no I'm one good. notable in the Pac-12 right now. Oregon is down. USC is down. UCLA is down. ASU is out here running recruits through the back doors during dead periods. U of A has been down. Uh, Washington is still bubbling around somewhere, but nothing, nothing big to, but, to write but, home but with, about. But with Utah, but Utah has literally 
come out the clay and be able to be competitive. Where though, even if those teams are down, they're still supposed to be better than Utah. Yeah. So like the, the man is consistent. He's consistent. Now he's not about to make the top five because you know he, he just he just he just right in the middle. Like if you want to put Kyle Whitham in the number nine, I don't have a problem with that. Because he's just consistent. They, they're, they're going to, you know, but, but you know, everybody can't be in the saving ballpark. You know what I mean? No, that's a, that's a saving Dabo conversation. Yeah, talking Dab- about Dabo has ascended to that. One more Dab, one more Natty Dabo can go up a notch to just to the island with saving and have a conversation, you know. But everybody else, you just, you just, it just, nothing wrong being consistent. I think uh, James Franklin. I got issues with James Franklin. I don't. I got issues. I, I got huge issues with James Franklin. I, I think James Franklin, and I don't, I don't like this because he's black. You know, I got support the blacks. But you don't feel like Penn State should be higher? Three top ten. And since he's been there, three top ten. He, you he wins consistently, and he beats teams that he's not supposed to beat. Like who? Michigan? I mean, uh, yeah, Harbaugh kind of is, is. Let me let me pull up Penn State. Has record. Penn State beat Ohio State? Let's take a look here. Even with the transition from Urban, even when Urban was down bad and losing like games that season, that nigga still beats Penn State. And I'm not knocking James Franklin. It just I don't know if James Franklin one of them. I'm pulling up Penn State's record now. Here we go. Sports reference. That's what I needed right there. All right. Let's see what we got right here. I'm going to take it back to let's just go to 29. Let's go. Let's go 2018. They were nine. Man. So James Franklin took over in 2014 after, you know, the bathroom scandal of Penn State and everything. Mm hmm. Seven and six, 2014, seven and six, 2015, 11 and three, 2016, 11 and two, 2017, nine and four, 2018, 11 and two, 2019. Then we had the, the crazy COVID year. I don't really, you know, penalize niggas for 2020 because that was a crazy year, but let's see. Where's my game by game? Yeah. All right. 2019. Ooh. Beat Pitt, Maryland, Purdue, Iowa, Michigan. At the time, Michigan was ranked 16th. Everybody beat Michigan, though. Yeah. I think James L Franklin, against Minnesota. James Franklin needs to beat Ohio State. Well, they got him on the schedule this year. They, he, he, he has to beat Ohio State. And the reason he has to beat Ohio State because eventually to submit yourself as a top coach because – and then he's black. Um. If Penn, Penn State eventually is going to want to go in another direction and 
you have to have stuff in your resume to say, okay, I need another one of these jobs. Because he's going to recruit. He's going to be right there, but he eventually has to beat Ohio State. And I think this is the perfect year. Last year, they lost to Ohio State 38-25. That's what so feels like. So it wasn't, it wasn't, a, wasn't a disrespectful L. It was a respectful L that he took. But again, that's a COVID year. I don't, I don't really like to judge. But you got to beat COVID. those type of niggas, though. Brian Kelly, you know the problem with Brian Kelly is Brian Kelly does not win the, the game, but he so will beat teams. Everybody to get else to the B game. So, yeah, he will Brian beat. Kelly's not going to beat Bama, Clemson, and maybe he's right there on the edge with Ohio State. But if you're not Bama, Clemson, or Ohio State, maybe Oklahoma, if you're not those schools, you're not beating Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even though but, – but Brian Kelly does what he does well. When he has a team, he's going to win every fucking game he's supposed to fucking win. That's just what he is. James Franklin, and then he might creep up and beat a beat – a, 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 a right. He, he'll, he'll beat who he's supposed to beat. I think James Franklin needs to take 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 grab the bull by the horns. I got him eight because he hasn't done it, but I like the direction. He's kind of getting that Mac Brown for me, and I got Mac Brown fourteen. I got James Franklin eight, but I, I just I like the consistency that he's had with with Penn State. And again, he gets credit for taking Penn State from where they were at to where they are. Same way Dan Mullen came in at eleven for me. He gets credit for pulling Florida from where they at. We just got to get to those that playoff. Like if you if you're in the top. If you're in the top six, we're talking about playoff contention, like making the college football playoffs and, you know, playing after New Year's. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm reading something. Um, I think I'm trying to see who's going to be the the, the, the coach. Okay, let me ask you this. Who's going to win coach of the year this year? Coach of the year 2021. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Hmm. Trying to think of the teams that I think could go. If Kirby Smart and Georgia have a great year, if Kirby Smart and Georgia open up and beat Clemson, then I think that puts Kirby Smart on the track to getting getting coach of the year. I think it's going to be his to lose if he can open up the season that way. Um, honestly, I, that's my that's my pick. It's going to be between Kirby Smart and Lincoln Riley because either one of them, they're fighting for playoffs. That's that, and that's my playoffs. That's realistically my playoffs is going to be Saban, Dabo, Lincoln Riley. Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart, Coach O, Jimbo. Yeah, I, so I, I, I'm going to say Lincoln Riley or Kirby Smart is going to be my coach of the year. Coach O better get saving this year. He better get saving this year. I don't know if he got that. 
But I, he, I don't necessarily no believe. I don't believe losing to Nick Saban is is the 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 nail in the coffin for any coach. I think being competitive with Nick Saban and then winning all the other games you're supposed to win. So is, I'm gonna tell you why. I, I'm gonna tell you why I'm pushing back on this because Gus Malzahn, he beat Nick Saban. He was the most consistent coach beating Nick Saban. But he lost. He lost games he wasn't supposed to lose. He lost games that he's supposed to. He he did. He did. He did that. But also, he was also able to put it together enough to beat Nick Saban. That's why he kept fucking having his job. That's why he kept his fucking job for so fucking long. Because he always Gus Manson would have a team. Okay, we're gonna make a run, and then we're gonna probably do some nut shit. But with all you know, even when I'm down bad, I'll beat Alabama. I think he beat Alabama like three or four times. Coach O, you LSU is beating Alabama outside of Joe Burrow year. I think uh, that's year that, like the Honey Badger. So it's like a ten year, a nine year fucking gap, but not beating. Yeah, Alabama. that was with Les Miles. Yes, they like it, it's, it's it's the gap is too wide. That's like Jimbo. Jimbo ain't ever beat Nick Saban. You're not gonna beat Nick Saban. But eventually, one of you motherfuckers gonna have to crack that nigga's muffin. Eventually, one of y'all motherfuckers gonna have to goddamn take him down a perch. Now I ain't saying you gonna win the West, but somebody gotta beat the motherfucker. It shouldn't be a clean fucking sweep through the goddamn SEC West. Only one that male fucking trip saving up was Gus Malzahn. He's out. So if if Georgia beats Clemson, the trap game for Georgia will be. Either October 9th or October 30th. That's going to be the trap game. And that's at Auburn or at Florida. That's going to I was be the going to say September. I was going to say September 18th, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm going I'm I'm to let my man breezy. You want me to – you know what? You know, I, I got an honest take about South Carolina. I think uh, I think South Carolina will win because I looked at this schedule before. I think South and then we, I'm I'm gonna make this about I'm gonna I'm gonna discuss it. I move on. I think South Carolina they'll win the first game, second game, they will get smoked the third game. Um, they I don't know about the Kentucky that shit can go anyway. They'll beat Troy so three. Uh, I don't know about Tennessee. They'll beat Vandy four. They'll probably beat Missouri five. And they'll either beat Kentucky or Tennessee. That makes six. They'll win six games this year. They'll make a bowl. I think that's going to happen. If they don't, Shane Beamer has time. But what Shane Beamer is doing that Muschamp isn't doing is Musk, uh, Shane Beamer is recruiting a little bit better in state. And I think he's going to rake in some cats from North Carolina a little bit more than what uh, Muschamp was doing. And I think he's just going to be a little more organized. You know what I mean? I don't see South Carolina getting back to Spurrier level. I, I think Shane Beamer's Ceiling with South Carolina is seven, eight wins. But I think that's good enough for game Falcons. Maybe catch Clemson slipping. Maybe. 
But I think I think that's that I think that's like three years from now, seven, eight wins. I don't see that uh my man Jabriz will come here and say some wild shit like yeah, we win a 12 games in year three. That's that's gonna happen. That's gonna he's he's a diehard game cop fan. <laughs> that's that's that gonna happen. Three year three or four, we, we, we we're gonna beat clips in the three year three. I, I trust I'm hearing this shit for years. Right, we 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 we're gonna beat Sharkland after three years. I done heard every goddamn this y'all yeah, y'all gonna lose. I said, okay, all right. But Cyclone's gonna be seven to eight win team consistent. That's what they're gonna be. But the the reason they might not uh win six game is all gonna come down to quarterback play. I think defense will be a little bit better. I know they can run the ball, but it's gonna come down to whoever the fuck is throwing the football. In my opinion, I don't have any opinion on South Carolina. I really, really, uh, in all transparency to you and the listeners, you probably know where I'm at. I really only talk that, uh, uh, talk, talk, uh, I'm only talking nice about coaches that are contacting me and my son. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I don't have anything, <laughs> I don't have anything to say about Shane Beamer. If they want to change that, then you know my line is open, my information's out there. I know you got it. Um, uh, uh, but no, and also as a as a Gamecock fan, we realistically we know we're not in Clemson stratosphere, but we oh, want to. Goddamn! Oh no, you got some that believe it. We well, we gotta believe it. That's the way we was raised. But respectively, if we can if we can slide out with a seven eight win season, then we can start winning recruits over more. We gotta we gotta be able to hit that seven, eight win mark consistently. We can't be an SEC team making goddamn, you know, Windex Armor Bowl or, you know, the, the, the Pine Saw Cleaner Bowl. We got we got to be in some real legitimate bowl games so we can start getting some of these recruits back. Um, I think I think Mac Brown's success at UNC is helping Shane Beamer. You don't got to go to the Clemson or the Georgia or whatnot to have success in that particular region. You can go, hopefully South Carolina can put themselves in that mix. And so right now, let me say, so Matt Brown let me is out this. in South Carolina. So well Matt Brown, so let me let me let me let me tell you this. Now this is what I told uh Katz a while ago. Then we, we're gonna move forward. Uh I told Katz uh, this a little minute ago. Mac, I told Katz man, you need to worry about Mac Brown because I you know I used to coach in North Carolina and I used to hear the tea leaves about uh Fedora and his practices at North Carolina. And a lot of coaches didn't fuck with Fedora. They did not. So when Matt Brown came in, you know, Matt Brown's familiar face, and he surrounded himself by himself with quality coaches that had ties to North Carolina. And North Carolina has a shitload of fucking talent, a shitload of talent, right? And he just started, instead of letting some of these motherfuckers fly out the damn coop, he's like, oh, no, we going here. We're doing this. And he's been doing an outstanding job of that. And I think the thing with Shane Beamer, and South Carolina has a lot of talent. A lot of the top talent usually leaves the state or they go to, well, I ain't going to say that. A lot of the top guys have always have, have historically went to South Carolina. But the problem with South Carolina is they got a pull from Georgia more. They got a pull from Florida more. They got a pull from North Carolina. You got a pull from different regions to build your program up, and they haven't been doing a, a good job of that. Um, me and my man, Jamari Brown, we get into this debate. He's going to say this. He said, why the fuck do recruits want to go to fucking Clemson 
if it's nothing there, right? And me, who has worked in, you know, where I worked at for the last almost uh, eight years, or eight or nine years, I forgot. The kids saw Clemson being successful. Remember when Oregon was popping with the jerseys and all that shit? Remember Oregon was, mm-hmm. was dynamite? It's the same shit. The youth see teams that are fun, that look to have a good time, and winning, like y'all want to go there. You want to go to the league. They, they, exactly. So it's predetermined. So when South Carolina was up, they were up. But when they started slipping, Clemson started ascending, and kids saw Clemson fucking ascending. And even when Clemson was losing to South Carolina, Clemson was still one of the fucking BCS Bowls. Clemson was still going to they were still beating certain teams. So Dabble just kept doing this while Spurrier was kind of going down. And, like, at the end of the day, recruits look at shit like that. But that, that's why Clemson is, is going at certain kids. South Carolina has put themselves in a place where they've regressed so down. Or, or, prime example, when they won eight games with, uh, with Bentley, they renewed Coach uh, Muftet contract for fucking. They they extended that motherfucker, and I said to myself, "That's the stupidest thing you're ever gonna fucking do." Because Muftet is always good for one fucking season that he ain't supposed to have, and after that one fucking season, it's gonna be a bunch of mediocre seasons. That thirst to try to doggone jump out the window, you reward Muftet at the end of his contract when he's proven consistency, and. You know, now they're they're doing a better job of trying to engage kids in South Carolina. But if I'm a three-star or a four-star in fucking Durham, North Carolina, or fucking Virginia, why the fuck do I want to go to South Carolina when I'm when Chapel Hill down the road or Big Tech's down the road? You feel me? Right. Like you you gotta you gotta build the product up. Like and, and I try to explain that shit to some Game Cup fans. But they think I'm just a Clemson hater. I don't have to hate on you, game cop fans. I don't. I, I'm, I'm on top of the mountain. I'm just looking down at you, bestest. You know, well, but the, let, 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 let's South Carolina is prime for it, just to, to touch on the recruiting part. Because if all the talent is going outward from South Carolina, they're going to Clemson, they're going to Virginia, they're going, to, they're going down to Florida. Uh, they're going to Georgia. State, they're going to Georgia. They're going to Tennessee. That means that three or four stars should be being recruited as such and say, hey, this is this is the class that we're, we're going to use to rebuild. Talent, we got players, but you got a real chance to come come ball, and that's how you go in there and you win. At the end of the day, <laughs> kids want to go to the league. Kids want to kids want to you know make millions of dollars playing football, but you can only do that if you're getting on the field. So, some of that's best what players I would do. were three and two stars. Was three and two stars. You, you got to give them an opportunity to play. You, they yeah. got to have an opportunity to play. And as, as crazy as it sounds, South Carolina is primed for that right now because kids, kids are there, but there's no, there's no depth of talent. There's not an Alabama, Clemson, you know, Georgia, Oklahoma issue there where there's just four-star and five-stars in the wings waiting to go. So, All right, man, let's move on. Let's move on. Um. I've been doing. I do a little something in the shop, man. Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. NFL season outlook. You know, I, I, I want to give niggas the opportunity to jump out the window and say your prediction with your chest. 
so you can go back and get criticized for that shit. You know how niggas like to change up. Man, I knew them niggas was winning 15 games. No, nigga, here's the opportunity to put your fucking red seat here. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the NFC. Um, we're going to do two conferences and we'll get the fuck out of here. So the first conference I want to start with is the AFC West. We have Kansas City, Las Vegas, Chargers, Denver. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for an honest record. Well, I, I'm doing, I want to know who wins the division and then give me a record of the team I ask. So who's gonna win the AFC West? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> this is not, there's no question. Kansas City got that on lock. So I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair. You don't think if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver magically, or you don't think Chargers who've had Kansas City number last couple of years can take your division? There's a chance, but if you ask me to go out the window right now, it's Kansas City, and then I guess my dark horse would be San Diego or not San Diego, uh, the Chargers, Los Angeles. Okay. So, okay. So, all right. So, we go, I, I agree with you. So, Kansas City is going to win the division. How many games is Kansas City going to win? 14. I think Kansas City is going to win 13 games. I think Kansas City is going to have an injury that they're going to have to overcome. I don't know what the injuries are going to be. It might be Kelsey. You know, God forbid it's Mahomes. It might be Hill. There's going to be some injury on that team that they're going to have to overcome, and somebody else is going to have to step up. I think if Mahomes is healthy, he's good enough to get them to 13 wins. But I don't see the 14-win track meet they had like last year. I think it's going to be 12 or 13. I think it's going to be a little more gritty this year. I think, to your point, the only injury that they're unable to overcome is going to be a Patrick Mahomes injury or injury that affects Patrick Mahomes' ability to be Patrick Mahomes, i.e. an offensive line injury. Other than that, if they lose Kelsey, what the fuck, why? They got what? They need Kelsey. Kelsey can't get hurt. You can get past Kelsey Hill. Can Kelsey cannot get hurt. They got enough weapons and enough offensive creativity where they can they can mask missing a Travis Kelsey. Kel- Travis Kelsey is open as the middle of the field. He is the guy that gets open, no matter what. You can Travis Kelsey cannot get hurt. Hill can get hurt. Hardman can get hurt. The running back get hurt, but Mahomes and Kelsey cannot get hurt. And, and, and depending on which offense line, they cannot get hurt. I see 12 to 13 wins. I think I think things are going to get a little more gritty this year. But I think I think Kansas City needs that to stay dialed in, in my opinion. Um, so we all got the win division. Las Vegas. Las Vegas uh Raiders. How do I feel about Vegas? Uh, they got okay, so we're we're just gonna say this. Mm-hmm. We all agree Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end in the league, right? Uh, I'll think about that one. 
Travis Kelsey might be the best. And then after that, you got the nigga from San Francisco. Darren Waller is making a case to be the best tight end in the league. Okay. I think Kittle, you know, I think Kittle's number one over Kelsey. Okay. Let's discuss what is that. But the, the fact remains that there, if, if you got, if you feel the way you feel about Kittle and you feel the way you feel about Kelsey, then Darren Waller is right there. Yeah. Yes. Darren absolutely. Waller is right there as a tight end. Yes. I think what's hurt Vegas over the years, this year and last year, their defense hasn't been healthy because they have enough offensive weapons to, to, to run with anybody in any game. They can't stop nobody. They can't stop anybody. Jonathan Abrams, who, if he can get healthy, and I think that just might be the, the story of his career, that he'll never be healthy. He's a, he's a Jamal Adams type of safety. Jonathan sure. Abrams is. Um, their, their, uh, their, their defensive line coach, he's got ties here in Arizona. Son is pretty decent. His son's going to Oregon. Um I think if Vegas can get their defense to stay healthy and compete at a decent level, Vegas can win 10 games. And we're talking about 10 out of a 17 game season, nine or 10 wins for Vegas, maybe snatch a wild card. I think Vegas, I think you're correct. I think Vegas is going to have to push for a wild card. I think this is an important year to do so. Because John Gruden has been in, what is this going to be, year four? Year three? three year four? Yeah, 10-year deal. But eventually, you got to do and, – and that goes to Derek Carr, too. You know, eventually, one of those niggas got to boss the fuck up. So, I think that – I think 10 wins is fair – I don't know if 10 wins will get you in the playoffs in the AFC because the AFC is too stacked right now. But I think 10 wins is fair, but but I think one of those niggas between Gruden or Derek Carr has got to kind of grab their nuts a little bit and, and, and push for that wild card. Somebody, they, they're going to have to. Because if they don't, then I don't know. Because Herbert is coming, correct? Justin Herbert's on the way. Burrow is coming, correct? Justin, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow is on the way. Lamar ain't going no fucking where. Baker ain't going no fucking where. Josh Allen ain't going no fucking where. Mahomes ain't going no motherfucking where. That's four goddamn slots, right? And depending on what the fuck two would do, and depending on what the fuck Cam do, then one of the motherfuckers is going to find their weapon to the wild card, right? It ain't hit no fucking easy. It's a lot of damn quarterbacks in the AFC, man. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC, but you know what I mean? The, and if, if you don't bend one of the Tannehill. Tannehill, exactly. Tannehill. Wentz. Like, it's, it's, uh, somebody got to get a wild card. So somebody going to have to boss the fuck up and get a wild card. In my opinion. I don't know if it's going to be Oakland, but if they can't do it, then I think you got to blow this shit up. You got to blow this shit up. And next year is the perfect opportunity to blow this shit up. It's a bad bitch quarterback draft. Um, San Diego. 
San, San Diego's well, uh, 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 Los, 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 Los Angeles. Los Angeles. That's my sleeper. If I got Kansas City at 14 wins, and I got I got Herbert and the Chargers at 11, 12 wins. No, I think eight wins. I think they're eight win team. That's that's why I think they're at. They had a lot of close losses last season. Actually, let me go back and take a look at their possessions and their, their one possession losses. I All think right. Justin Herbert is the real deal. I don't think they can run the ball well. I don't know how much better they got on the offensive line. I don't know if their defense is going to be that. And they're getting a good guy to take over. You know, but the thing about defensive coaches is a lot of times if they don't have their imprint on the defense, like, you know, uh, you know, the, the DC from uh, the Rams is taking over the Chargers, which I don't feel like he should have got the job, but that's neither here or there. Uh, what is it's, it's kind of like, damn, I can't even get it out. Uh, what exactly have you done to the team to get them over the hump of those close, of close losses? So, and here's the thing. They don't need anything to get over the hump for close losses. They just need experience. You got, you got to have a quarterback that has more experience. Like, check it. So, their first loss of the season was to Kansas City. They lost 23-20 in overtime. Mm-hmm. That's a game I don't think they're going to come back and win on a consistent basis. So that's just mm-hmm. going to have to be a loss. A loss is what a loss is, right? Mm-hmm. They lost to Carolina. I don't think they lose to Carolina if they play them again this year. They lost 21-16 to Carolina. They lost 38-31 to Tampa Bay as Tom and them were trying to get shit figured out. And we know what that Tampa defense was. The offense had to get it together, but that Tampa defense was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Herbert put 31 up on them. They lost to Drew Brees in New Orleans, 30 to 27. They lost to Denver, 31-30. That's when I think they that's when I think they get this year. Just off experience, not off adding anything or adding, you know, pieces. Just off experience. The quarterback, the team has a year under their belt. Uh, head coach had a year under his belt. I think you you picked that one up. But does their Lost defense them. get? But it's but you mentioned a lot of games where, you know, a lot of thirty-ish point games. The defense that got that much better. Can, Every single last it. game they gave up almost thirty points. I think. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think um, no, you're right. The de- the defense has to get better because in all their wins, they've had to score twenty or more points. Yeah, you got to get stopped. I, I I don't see eleven wins because I don't see. I don't think that's an eleven win team. I think that's an eight win team. I think the I next think track year, hmm? I see them in a lot of track meets, and I see them winning track meets. Okay, that, that that that's fair. I think that's fair. I think I think uh Oakland 
I feel like Oakland is a little is a, just a little bit better because they're just a little bit more seasoned. Vegas, Vegas, a little bit. Okay, yeah. I mean, Vegas. Yeah, I think they're just a little bit more seasoned. I, I could see them win eleven wins. I could see Chiefs. Win, I mean, um, the Chargers win eight, but that's not bad. That's growth. I think that the next season, that's when Herbert's going to turn the fuck up. Um, Denver. We're going to see what Jerry Judy's about. Say it again. They say we're going we're gonna to see and we're going to learn what Jerry Judy's about this season. Who will give it a ball? Hey. Who was getting uh, your boy? That's the dope thing now. When he was in Cleveland, who was getting uh, Josh Gordon the ball? Johnny, uh, shit, randomness. <laughs> so I think that I think that he's that type of player where once he settles in, he can he can be the weapon that a quarterback needs to kind of settle in and have some consistency. Uh, I got Denver winning four five games this year just off the strength of what you just said, who's going to give him the ball. But even with the losing season, we're going to find out that Jerry Judy is the real deal. If you don't, if you didn't believe that now, I think what we saw from Justin Jefferson last year, I think Jerry Judy's just as capable of giving it to you. I think I, I agree. I can see three to four wins. I think it's all dependent upon if, if what Aaron Rodgers want to do is if Aaron Rodgers comes if Aaron if Aaron Rodgers comes to Denver they will win that division. I still got the division going to Mahomes, but I definitely think that's going to be the matchup that's going to determine. The I think Denver has a better defense than Kansas City, but you won't know that because their quarterback play is so piss poor, and they got weapons on the outside. And they can run the ball, but you will never know that. I think Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are going to go to war, but I think Teddy is just who he is. I think Teddy's going to want revenge, but Teddy is who he is. Drew Locke is who he is, and I think at some point they're just going to be like, whatever. We're going to going to get a quarterback out of the fucking this draft coming up. Or yeah, that, so I don't or think they reach. I don't think they reach on Aaron Rodgers. I think they're one hundred percent content. With letting Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater suck it up, get their three to four wins. It don't matter where you pick at. If you got a top, if you got a top five pick, you're getting a dog at quarterback this year. I I I don't. That's John Elway still involved in the organization. He may not be the the president, but he's still involved. He will get in somebody's ear and tell him if Aaron Rodgers is available, he will risk it all for Aaron Rodgers. He's need Green Bay to pick up the phone. He will risk it all for Aaron Rodgers because that's something that John Elway would do. He would jump out the fucking window for a quarterback. So, going to go to the AFC South. Who's going to win this division? I got Tennessee winning the division. Okay. All right, what's the record for Tennessee? Tennessee is 13-4. and 13-4, and okay. I agree. I think they're going to be 13-4, and 14-2. That's, that's going to be them. I think I think Tennessee – people keep telling me Tennessee don't got a defense. I don't believe that because every time I see the niggas, they make plays. But I think uh, 
You know what I think? I think Tennessee is going to have a hard time putting it together at first because they have Julio, and then I just think Mike Brabel around week seven, week eight, he's just going to do what the fuck he do. He's going to run Derrick Henry to the fucking ground and take shots. I think if Derrick Henry makes it to the playoffs, Kansas, I think Tennessee is going to be a problem. I think they're going to be a, a they're going to be hell on wheels for a team like uh, uh, Kansas City. But the other thing is, one thing I do know that's going to happen is eventually it's going to be rumors about Tannehill. Tannehill cannot fuck up this year because if he fuck up, no start, yeah, they're, they're going to start. Yeah, Julio, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry. It, yes. it should there should be no issue throwing the ball, and there should be no issue running the ball. Yes, they literally the, the, the had narrative no to get rid of Tannehill is going to start this year if he starts playing poorly back to back. But he didn't even have to play poorly. He can if he plays middle of the pack, they're going to want to get him out of there because there's no reason with the offense you have and the defense being well enough that if the quarterback's not taking advantage of this, if we can't, t- if they can load the box against Derrick Henry and put eight nine men in the box. And then single up, you wouldn't want to do that anyways. But just saying, if Tannehill's unable to deliver the ball to Julio or A.J. Brown, and they're able to shut Derrick Henry down, and there's nothing you can do about it because Tannehill can't deliver the ball, you're going to want to get another fucking quarterback. Okay. Um. Next, uh, going to jump around a little bit, Jacksonville. I don't know how niggas feel about Jacksonville. I don't have high hopes for him. Um, four wins. Four and 13. Four and 13. Four and 13. I think Jacksonville – I think Jacksonville is going to win five games, but they're going to finish strong. I think they're going to start off – crappy as fuck, and then I just think they'll get a win, and then I think they'll finish so fucking strong. Because I think Trevor's going to finish strong towards the end. So I see five wins. I think five wins going to take Urban out, though. Yeah, I was going to say, my my doubt in Jacksonville had less to do with the players and more to do with the coaching staff. Yes. 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 I if Nick Saban can't come and have instant success in the NFL, I don't know if Urban is going to come in and have instant success. I mean, I know Pete Carroll has been in Seattle for a while now having success. I just college coaches jump into the NFL for their first time around. It doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't really go well. So um I'm a, I'm, I'll make Houston quick. I think Houston is going to win one game this year. One or two games. <laughs> and I think Houston is going to be the home for the number one pick in the NFL this year. And that number one pick will go to either Spencer Ratley or Sam Howell. They will be the home for the number one pick. I do not see Deshaun Watson playing. Uh, one to two wins. I don't think I agree with you. Games. 
I agree with we, I, I don't even have enough information to know what the fuck is going on there to make any educated guess about what's going on. They happen. they made some moves in free agency. Um, but I feel like even if Watson went back, they have not done anything to improve that team significantly enough. I think they I think if Watson won four games last year and lost like four of them or five of them at the last second, that team didn't do much more to kind of like change that um, as opposed to what I thought they could do. I, I just think they just kind of like uh, two, two, one or two wins. But I think I think that's what needs to happen in Houston. I think they need like a Sam Howell or a Spencer Ratley, or just a new face in Houston moving forward, in my opinion. They need to do everything. And I, I personally don't think any quarterback that comes in there is going to be able to. You know, we got to give the coach a chance, though. Uh, so I, he can have his, his two or three wins. Um, we'll give him an opportunity to grow and see if he can actually, you know, be a mainstay in the league. I'm not going to hold the success or lack of success uh, Houston has against him initially because he – Walking into a fucking fire, uh, the big trash ass bonfire. So, so I I think uh, in my opinion is the what's going to happen with the coach is going to determine strictly on how competitive the team is. If the team is competitive, they will be all right. If the team is just getting smacked the fuck around, I think he will he will they will fire his ass in one year. And hire who the fuck they want to hire, and hire a patriot. That's what I think is gonna happen. I can see. Patricia Isn't that what they did to there. put themselves? Isn't that what they did to put themselves in this situation to begin with? Yeah, but I think I think that the, the Patriots GM, a lot of Patriot former Patriots, be terrible. I think Casario is going to. I think the Texans are over Deshaun Watson. I think I think they would love to have him. But it just kind of like it is what it is at this point. I don't see them pressuring him to kind of come back because the situation is it, it just been it's just been quiet for a minute and nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Right. I, I think the Texans, you know, they're in salary cap hell. They made a lot of stupid decisions. I can see the brother, if the team is not like fighting their ass off, they're gonna get rid of him in a year or two, and they're gonna bring in uh Matt Patricia, somebody that coexists with Casario and know how they do things anyway. Or Bill Belichick's son or something like that. You know what I mean? One of those type of guys. You know what I mean? When, when Casario can promise, yo, we in this together, I'm going to get what you want, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to be one of those type of situations. And, I, and, it's, and the only way for it to happen is they got to get the number one pick. Because Watson is, even if Watson's clear, Watson's going to command least two first rounders he's going to command at least two so depending on you know you know you'll have potentially have three first rounders you know if you want to go first in two seconds whatever you'll have a plethora of picks to start the fucking team over that's where i see houston going I think i'm looking first, for, does thought, houston even have their first round pick this year no uh not nah. they ain't had the first and second for the, they, they'll have it next year 
Houston's going to have the number one pick next year. Um, last team, Indianapolis Colts. Your old Indy's you. prime. My old, my old squad, my old Stomach Brown, my old employer. Um, yeah. I got Indy at 11. I got him at 11 wins. I think Carson Wentz goes there, and uh, they got what they need there. I don't see many holes. I just see execution for Indianapolis now. And I, Frank Reich is a pretty damn good coach. Um, got him at 11 wins. So you don't see t- like 12 or 13? I don't only because I think they lose both games to um, Tennessee. I don't think they lose both games to Tennessee. I think they lose one to Tennessee. I think – so this is what I feel. I feel like with Frank Wright, Frank Wright, he's a damn good coach. They have everything in place. And he's going to love when Carson Wentz. And even if Carson Wentz is kind of like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? He has so much talent around him to just insignificance. And I think Indianapolis will win 12 wins. This year. I think I can see the Colts being a two seed. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I could see them being a two or a three seed. I so think, you like I them think, at the 13 wins then, 12 or 13 yeah, wins. Yeah. I think I think Kansas City is going to be a little bit of a dog fight. I think the Tennessee Titans going to have, should, should have the number one seed. I think number two is going to come down to Kansas City and the Colts. Because the Colts have a pretty good defense. They got a pretty good offensive line. They got decent wide receivers. I think the Colts are just – it just – it got to come down to Carson Wentz. And I think Carson Wentz is going to excel this year. I think he's really going to excel this year. Now, if he gets hurt, that's out the fucking window. But I think the Colts should really be the two seed. I, I think, think I got Kansas City one, Tennessee two, Colts or Chargers three and four. Okay. So man, thank you guys for tuning in, man. You know we gonna, you know we just had some conversations today, man. We are gonna figure out how to get this thing on YouTube a little bit, maybe chop it up and give it out. Uh, next podcast, uh, we're gonna probably get we're gonna finish out the AFC. Then we're going to try to get to the NFC and try to at least have all these things cut up and set and on YouTube available by the first game, which is the Hall of Fame game, man. Thank y'all for listening.